Canadian Family Health Counseling provides education and counseling services across Canada and beyond. Our holistic approach, called Neural Network Therapy, uses practical tools to boost mood, reduce anxiety, manage anger, break unwanted habits, and develop strong, healthy relationships. Sit back and relax while clinical director and founder Kim Sargent shares her insights and expertise on why emotional health matters. Hello and welcome back to Emotional Health Matters. My name is Kim Sargent and I'm the clinical director of the Canadian Family Health Collective. And I'm just jumping onto these little podcasts to be able to try and give a bit of information and provide some support to people who might be struggling with their emotional health. For those of you following my story, um, part of what I'm doing now is kind of recreating myself. So uh, following a traumatic brain injury, I've had to make some pretty dramatic changes to my life. And one of those is no longer providing frontline counseling. But I do feel as though I still have something to offer um, in trying to provide maybe some information to people on various subjects. And that's what these podcasts are about, trying to kind of hit some of the major ones. We've got anxiety, uh, which I will talk more about for sure in future episodes, um, that was going to be for today. But instead, what's happened is we've had an awful lot of people really concerned concerned about what's happening in their roles uh, as parents. And so because of that, I thought I, I would start there and, and we'll, we'll just, you know, it'll be a short rant, but I, I at least can cover hopefully some areas that might be of interest, um, provide a little uh, insight into what might be happening and some practical tips that we'll also include in the show notes for anybody that's interested. So a few things. First of all, I've been asked for many years actually to, to write a book on parenting um, what are some of the exercises that we provide in counseling through neural network therapy are, are very practical. They're very effective. And I think for that reason, you know, the feedback's been really positive and saying, okay, we well, need to compile these exercises and, and, and make this book. But I refused to do it because I had this, I had this whole thing running in my head the entire time saying, I don't really actually know for sure if this is working. So what I'm doing for the most part is trying to use my background in psychology and understanding human nature and then my own experience in parenting and doing it, you know, kind of frontline and what was working and what wasn't working. So I didn't feel as though I, I could offer anything more substantial than my my opinions and some some guesswork around it until my kids were, were raised and the proof was, you know, was the evidence would be at some point in them. You know, did it work? Was it effective? Or have I failed miserably? In which case I'd be extremely relieved that I did not publish anything. And I think back to people like Dr. Spock, Benjamin Spock, you know, in the 70s talked to about how corporal punishment was kind of the way to go. You should really spank your children. That was the way to be able to get them to behave. And he was right in that. I mean, it, for sure, fear worked. Um, children did behave. Um, but of course, uh, you know, we, we have other ways of doing things besides uh, resort, resorting to physical violence. And, and so, you know, he was able to come back later. I, I From what I understood, he had quite a, a, a challenge with his own children later in life who, who disowned him at least for a stretch of time. And, and so he came back with a public apology saying, I'm really sorry, you know, I was wrong. You know, don't don't hit your kids. That wasn't the way to go, which unfortunately was not very helpful information when he was an expert in the field. And so I want to, you know, I want to put that out there. So let's just say that I'm just talking to you about parenting. But I mean, since my children have have grown, I mean, they're now, you know, 23 and 20. So although I'm incredibly proud of who they've become as human beings, and I see lots of, you know, great evidence that what I was up to in some ways was effective. Um, 
that doesn't mean that that's going to be, you know, what I did is going to make sense for the children coming up in this world, which is a very different one than the one that I raised my children in. So times change. That's an important thing. We wouldn't look at how to drive from Peterborough, Ontario to Toronto, Ontario, you know, uh, looking at a map back in the 1900s and assume that we would use the same method to get there uh, today. Uh, You know, things change. It's important to remain always open to those upgrades But I definitely will speak to some of what I think was successful for me, some of what I think um, even my kids would agree was, you know, perhaps um, some positive parenting that was helpful for them. Um, Certainly it's great as they get older, particularly my daughter, who's now 23, uh, has come back with, you know, hey, thanks a lot for that, mom. I really appreciate that. I didn't know that not every parent did that for their kids. So really great. I encourage you to, you know, stick around for the after show um, of life when your children move out and then get to see what, you know, fantastic parents you were um it's definitely there's a lot of geez it was all worth it in the end so anyway for those of you that are in the thick of it i do remember though very clearly thinking this is never going to end um because it it was it was a tough job and i think that if you're doing it right it just is a tough job so a few things that i'm going to talk about with that one is that i used a lot of humor that's just my way i don't always know exactly what to say in circumstances. So I kind of tend to be a bit goofy about things. I grew up with a lot of humor around me. So it's just, it's just my way. Um, It also gives me a lot of room to kind of, you know, shuffle things off and change my mind and come at this another way, because I can kind of be a bit irresponsible and say, well, I was just joking. (laughs) Um, But I'll tell you, I think that there's some value in that, because it is, you know, parenting is one of these things that's going to morph and change and you with it. And if you're able to employ humor, um, we kind of had a a rule in our family that humor trumps all. So if all of a sudden we were in the midst of some sort of family situation and somebody had something funny to put on the table and we were all able to get into that moment of comic relief, we could all just decide that, yeah, that was probably better than where we were all heading. So I would definitely encourage you to really work on, um, and it's hard, we're, you know, we're, again, still sitting in this global pandemic. So I would say that probably everybody's sense of humor is just a bit impaired right now. So wherever possible and in whatever age appropriate way, I would encourage you to up your your silly bone, right? To work on trying to, you know, take in some stand-up comedy, maybe in the evenings when the kids go to bed, if it's things that they shouldn't be watching. Um, When it comes to them, you know, work on walking into a room and just, you know, trying to encourage everybody to stand up and shake it all off and have a belly laugh and do some goofy things, whatever it's going to take to kind of up the playfulness in your environment. Because I think I've talked about this in, in previous episodes, but You know, it's interesting because when we shake together, we also bond. So we talk about when we're in fear, if we're in a foxhole, uh, you know, we're we're shaking because we're fearful of our life. Well, we connect, you know, uh, you know, people that have been in the war together can go into any legion and feel an immediate sense of connection with other people that they, uh, you know, know the experience of being in a foxhole with. And um, we shake when we make love and we shake when we laugh. And so let's, you know, let's look at the idea that also in this bonding process, there's, there's some value even in this shaking thing that happens. Aside from, of course, all the feel-good chemistry that goes through our body, it goes without saying, and I, I'll see if I can find some information to, again, add into the show notes. But certainly humor is good medicine. We know that physiologically it does lots of great stuff for us. So I'm just going to run through my little list here of things I wanted to talk about. And um, uh, definitely, if anybody has any questions, please send them to me. I'd be happy to, to explore things in more depth. Um, and questions are great. I, you know, it's kind of my way of formulating what, what each of you need to be hearing about. So 
a few things. Um, routine is really good uh, until it's not. So I just want to say for those of you that are getting up every day in the monotony of your life, um, that there is something that's happening physically to you, which is why you are feeling that sense of I'm dying. <laughs> um, and that's because actually, the, you know, the, all of the brain cells that you've got on that we'll refer to as these telephone poles for communication, there are many, many, many of them that are not in use right now. And what happens when we're not making use of all of these, you know, telephone poles for communication in our brains is that um, the city comes and takes down those poles over time. So there is actually a process of dying off that can happen. And that can feel a little bit like cabin fever. That can feel a little bit like I don't, I'm not, I'm not so okay right now. Uh, that, you know, there are signs and symptoms that we will have that are actually letting us know that our brains are in a state of, of, of decline. And that's one of them. And so this sounds, you know, really awful to be giving you this news, but there are things that you can do about it. So I want to say, listen to that part of you that is saying, I can, I'm just doing the same exact thing day after day after day, um, because it is your brain calling out to, to, to create some form of change. And you can do that even within the confines of this pandemic and your household and the limitations you have in whatever children you might be caring for. So we'll talk a few a bit more about that. But I mean, some, some really basic things that you can do, and also even with kids, are um, making some changes to just the furniture and the layout of a room. That actually will help to shake up your brain and have it go, hey, oh, things are a little different. We all get that sense of feeling refreshed. Definitely clutter clearing is another one where we purge and get rid of all kinds of things. And then we can kind of assess the things we do have and configure those in a new way that counts as something new. I'll talk a little bit about kind of opening and closing ceremonies in a day and how those those cornerstones of habits, those little kind of anchored habits are really fantastic for parenting and child rearing. And I'd love to see you have a really good morning routine and a really good evening routine. But I want you to switch up the entire day. I want you to do everything a bit backwards. And you can actually have a tomorrow's backwards day. So we're going to have breakfast, um, you know, at dinner time and dinner time at breakfast. We're going to read bedtime stories before we get out of bed in the morning um, and kind of just, you know, run with it, you know, as though you're being a bit theatrical in, in some way. Definitely looking at um, anything that you can do to bring in new information, new opportunities. So um, if it's a matter of, you know, trying to get children engaged in maybe some uh, the virtual opportunities to go into different museums or to connect with a different group, something that isn't done. So you've done lots and lots already. There's no question if you're interested in this podcast and you're also interested in obviously in bettering yourself um, as a person and a parent. So I know that you've done all the right things. So I'm just going to tell you at this point that any left-hand turn where you would normally turn right is going to actually help push back those, you know, create new brain cells in the brain, light up different parts that haven't been in use and actually fight some of that cabin fever that you might be feeling right now. The other thing is that I want to talk about, you know, how children warp time. I don't know how they do this. I just know that they do. So Paul Reiser wrote this really great book. I don't know if you remember him from Mad About You. And in this book, he talked about fatherhood. And one of the things that he says was that, you know, he decided he was going to be this really involved and very dedicated father. And he'd woken up and had this great day where he played Pat the Bunny and built this brick fortress um, and and played peekaboo. And, and this had gone on for however long or how many versions of it. And he said he, he had glanced at his watch then to discover that in fact, six seconds had elapsed. 
So I don't know what it is. I mean, some of the beauty of child time is something that I think grandparents really love because they're not so busy in their lives anymore. They can really kind of step into that child time and really um, slow right down and enjoy it. And I think that that's a blessing, but it cannot, it can feel like not a blessing when you are a parent doing it. So be aware that, you know, children do, they, they do something to time for sure. You're not alone in that. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is the playpen expanding. And so, you know, a child, my kids heard this so often, I think that they would, you know, probably if they have to hear it one more time would explode. But, you know, I, I would say to my kids, your job is to wean me off of you. I'm never going to want to do that voluntarily. That's not something, you know, I came in to be able to have you and protect you and keep you here and safe and do all these great things. But when I turned the tables on them and said, your job is to wean me off of you, go slowly. And if you go slowly and just do this a little bit at a time, I'll, I'll be able to handle it because it'll kind of sneak up on me. But if you go way too quickly and do too many of these things at once, I'm going to freak out. <laughs> I just need you to be aware of that. And so I, I kind of programmed that into my kids at a really young age when, you know, it might be, well, I don't want to have to hold your hand crossing the street anymore. And I don't want to have to kiss you goodbye when I'm, or hug you goodbye when I'm saying, you know, leaving you to go off to school. And I would do this, no, you can't do both. And of course, you know, okay. And they very, you know, I remember my son very clearly thinking that one through and picking one of the two things. And it just helped them, I think, get into this habit of, okay, you know, my poor mom, I'm just going to have to to work on this thing. She loves me so much. I mean, that can go another direction, of course, if we're, you know, if our children um, have the sense that, you know, we're living our lives for them and then alone or some other ways that I think it can be a bit unhealthy. But I think in a playful way, I think that you can also work on that. Hey, let's kind of work on this weaning thing together. The other thing I want to say is that our parenting has really shifted. So when I was, you know, growing up, our parents kind of just said, go outside and play. You know, you'd be standing there with these woolen mittens soaking wet and frozen and tapping on the window, going, let me in. Um, and so now, of course, it's the other extreme that we just don't even, you know, our children just don't go outside. <laughs> it's really, or if they do, it's a very, you know, heavily arranged um parentally supervised event um, and perhaps, uh, yeah, some connection with peers. So, um I, I do think that, you know, things have shifted around in that way. But one of the things that I hope that we can work with is the idea that I think as parents, because we have more information, instead of doing what we call mother duck parenting, where the mother duck just gets out in front and off she goes and she's marching along with her little ducklings in behind her. Instead, what we're doing is the mother duck is doing this and then every five seconds she's turning around going, are you okay? Are you okay? Is everybody okay? And in doing that, that I think that those little ducklings, instead of being like, hey, mom's going okay, we're just marching in behind and they might get sidetracked, but they whoop, they find their way. Instead, they're kind of going, what? What? Am I okay? I don't know. Am I okay? And there's this bit of a panic that's happening that's kind of feeding off of each other. And I think that that's some of where we could turn down the volume on our anxiety. I think that that's something that's important to to really look at and to say, can I find a way to be a bit more confident about the, the direction in which I'm leading my kids and maybe ask them a little less if it's all okay and know that I'm actually doing the job I need to do and they're just fine falling in behind me. Um, the last thing that I'll say here, cause this is going to be quick and, um, I am going to include these things, as I said, in the show notes, so you can kind of look into them if you'd like to learn uh, more things is that old saying though, I don't know if you've heard it, but don't steal from your children, the opportunity to fail. And of course, to succeed. And I think that um, if we're busy running around trying to catch their every fall, of course, they're not able to develop the neural pathways in the brain that help them understand that failing is a part of the, pro of the process in learning any new skill. 
And so let's not take them away from that away from them. It's they're not supposed to get it perfect um, every time. And in fact, there's lots of evidence to show that when they do, that they struggle much more in life when things do hit hard. So I think part of solid parenting is also letting it be a bit messy by times, letting them be a bit messy by times, not trying to be perfect in what you're doing and, and keeping things kind of in a more even flow that way. So um, aside from this, I, I will talk about in the in the show notes, the opening and closing ceremonies and what those might look like, but a few ideas to leave with. So one is that idea of doing a backwards day, just running the entire day, you know, start, you know, for breakfast, have dessert and work your way backwards the entire way. It's fun for kids. It's an easy thing to do. You can change the seasons indoors for a week. So, you know, um, cut out clouds and sun and do, you know, wear flip-flops and shorts and turn the heat up too much for that day and have skipping ropes and hula hoops and whatever you need to kind of bring summer indoors this day. Of course, I'm assuming we might want to switch that season up. You can do it, of course, when it's winter too, um, uh, inside uh, at some point in the middle of summer, but just to have a play and, and make it fun. You can change the vibe of the house and look at um, having a week of gratitude. So writing thank you letters, setting out a little station where you could have them making thank you letters and cards of thanks and and doing up, you know, little um, phone calls and Zooms and all kinds of things. And, you know, even if they're thanking their grocery clerk, I mean, it, it just doesn't matter who, but kind of rolling around in that idea of how can we appreciate the people in our lives and in our neighborhoods and in our families. And that really does dial up the energy. It kind of shifts the focus for sure. Again, minimizing the house is really important. Looking at how to go room by room. Do we love it? Nope, it's gone. Do we need it? Okay, all right. Well, what, how can we, you know, t- take good care of these things that we do need? Rearranging one room completely from top to bottom. Um, again, that does really make a difference in what's happening with your brain chemistry. Um, give each person in the family a love up day or a love in day. We all talked about tough love. Hey, what about the love in where we can just, you know, make that person very special for the entire day and all of us focus on how we could make their lives a little brighter. I'd like to see parents do your very best to try to give each other one bit of time in that house by yourself. So if you know, it's important, we know to have a parent be able to go out and be on their own for an evening, uh, maybe once a week. The other idea also is how could you be alone in your house for just a short window of time? Could somebody else take the kids out to go tobogganing or to go and, you know, to the grocery store or whatever it's going to take. So you could just even have an hour with nobody there. The great do nothing day, of course, that's a really great one that we love. And um, I'll include that in the show notes. And then yes, and then the idea of also doing the moods are contagious. Um, so we have a little video about that I'll include and then also mood tag, which is a great game you can set up in your household as well. So I hope all those things are helpful. Hang in there, everybody. You know, you're all doing a great job and it's okay to not do a great job. Please know that that is learning to your children need to know what it looks like when also you're not okay and just taking what time you need to have a warm bath or go for a nice walk in the woods or just have a cry even. That's okay too. These are all learning skills. These are all ways in which you are still parenting. It's not just parenting if it's the great stuff and you can win awards. It's parenting when it's the tough stuff too. So take care and we'll speak to you soon. If you like what you've heard on today's podcast and want to learn more about our counseling and education services or to get involved with our Grow Happy Gardens Health and Happiness Worldwide Tour, visit our website at canadianfamilyhealth.ca because health and happiness begin with you.